All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Morbius, the living vampire, a Sony Marvel universe movie, whatever this universe is called. Uh, my guest for the episode, Daniel from the movies, uh, he tries to explain to me what it's all called. I can't keep up with any of this stuff, man, but uh, I, I try. And we get into a whole bunch of puzzle pieces, and we got a great conversation coming up. Uh, before we get to it, though, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also, of course, rate and review us while you're there, clicking on that subscribe button. And you can follow us on social media, at PiecingPod. We also have a Facebook group, the Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces Facebook group, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And don't forget, we also have the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, as well as bonus content from Awesome Movie Year and from my music career. So lots of great stuff over there. Check it out. It's patreon.com slash Rosen. So with that said, let's try to make heads or tails of this Morbius situation. All right, Daniel Berrios from The Movies is here to talk about everybody's most anticipated movie of 2022. It's Morbius. Daniel, how's it going? Doing all right. Talking about the movie of 2022, 2021, 2020. And for oh, some yeah. people, never. <laughs> I never yeah. anticipate this thing. But I I wanted it, you know. Yep. I hadn't seen a movie in forever. And then I... They said this movie was going to come at the screening. I said, you know what? I'm here. I'm here for dumb. I'm here for like a wild Jared Leto performance. Give me all the nonsense. Lower expectations are really going to help in your enjoyment of this movie. That That is for sure. A hundred percent. And uh, yeah, th this movie is dumb and it's a mess. Um, but I didn't hate it. A, a, a lot of people really just kind of came for it with just straight up animosity and hate. Like this is terrible, terrible, awful. And Jared Leto is terrible. And I don't know. I, I, I had fun with the silliness of it. And uh, it'll be fun to talk about getting some puzzle pieces here. But before we get to them, though, did you know Morbius as a character? I knew Morbius. I guess this will sort of introduce the first puzzle piece. Morbius, okay. in my brain, comes from the Spider-Man TV show from the 90s, where they okay. had this, uh, the one where Peter Parker is supposed to be like 15, but he's designed like a 35-year-old jacked man. Like, he looks <laughs> a little bit like Chris Evans with a worse haircut. And right. uh, they've got Morbius in there, and that, you know... Morbius on that show is doing like a pseudo Lugosi style accent and he's really into oh, nice. the tortured side of his uh, disease but uh, he was I, I remember he being like a really formidable foe to Spider-Man like his strength was enough and he was also freaky and the design was so goth I think that mm. was one of the things that struck me about him is like the first time really goth struck uh, my lexicon but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, Morbius was kind of like one of those like maybe C villains that showed up. He wasn't Green Goblin or Doctor Octopus, and then he wasn't even really Sandman or Shocker, like guys that would show up maybe a little bit more often. But mm. whenever he showed up, he was cool. Okay. I, I I still think it's strange that they decided to go for like of all the villains you've got in the Spider-Man oeuvre for solo movies, they didn't go with like a Doc Ock tragedy, or they didn't go with like a 
hell even craven i think might i don't know morbius just seems a little out of nowhere yeah i which is supposedly coming it is a, a weird choice and especially a weird choice for making him basically a hero until i mean you know obviously we do all kinds of spoilers on the show so i mean until the the post credit scenes he is a straight up hero in this movie an anti-hero i guess but uh he, he's the good guy and it, now he's going to be a bad guy, which I know is what he is in the comics, but, like, it's weird. It's supposed to be this, like, anti-hero thing, and mm -hmm. it never really gets anti-hero. Like, he's never really tested in a right. way that would make him make the wrong choice, essentially. Like, even yeah, yeah. when you get near the end, his whole deal is like, oh, we're consuming human blood. If I consume human blood, then I'm going to go crazy. At that point, it works almost like a fucked up Popeye spinach. Like, yeah, this yeah, is the sure. way he's supposed to go. Like, he's given consent to do that. And so he never does yeah. anything outright really villainous outside of just uh, murdering a bunch of henchmen, mercenary on a boat thing. There's a part of me Which that was thinking, there's a part of me that was thinking in an alternate universe, the guys from Jaws are the ones like Richard Dreyfus <laughs> and Quint are on the boat with Michael Morbius. Like Michael Morbius versus a shark would have been a kick-ass movie that I know it's going to happen in like two years from now. Oh, there's a lot of blood there. That's like a feast for That's sure. Be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he, he makes, he makes artificial blood. I mean, there's, there's only, he's supposed to be this like super genius. Like I'm sure he could figure it out given enough time. Maybe kill and eat one or two people for their blood, but then, then he'll make his own artificial blood that doesn't, run out of time you know like he, he's a smart guy yeah i mean this is the world like in our world we have and we have like uh anticoagulant what, what is it he doesn't have enough anticoagulants something like or, that yeah like, he needs something to where like his blood is it that his blood is keeps spilling out and so he needs something to like hold it together Something like that, yeah. It's like it's like something in the uh, the taste buds or the, the <laughs> tongue. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> it's something in the genetic code and the googly gobbledygook. Do you, do you think they even thought about any of that when writing this movie or no? There was okay. I was watching the movie and I was trying to make sense of it because there's a part of me that's like, okay, we've got drugs like a uh, Plavix and uh, Zarelto. <laughs> like we've got anti we've got like blood thinners so mm. shouldn't we have a blood thickener or a fattener sure. or something of that nature i was like okay yeah. sure i'll follow this a little bit and you know as far as dumb pseudoscience goes he's like all right bats have x i need x if i put bat x into my x then i'm good right i'm like yeah sure it's whatever sound. it's a puzzle piece <laughs> in and of itself there so you go yeah. whatever I'm fine mm -hmm. with that. And then the movie just <laughs> abandons it. And I love how they sure. abandon his whole artificial blood thing, which is like a, a revolutionary. Like this guy should not be able to go out in public without mm. being, you know, like Tony Stark grade successful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is the kind of thing like he's he's got the Nobel Prize in the beginning of the movie, which he ditches in a total like pseudo Elon Musk move, because I totally feel like Musk would do that. And sure, sure. Um, like he should be completely one of those things where like the cops shouldn't have this much trouble finding him. But apparently it takes them a couple days. 
Yeah, yeah. like he's yeah. Michael Morbius. He's like the biggest thing since Steve Jobs. Like I don't understand yeah. how hard it is to find this fucking guy. Yeah, but. and he looks like Jared Leto with long hair. And <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, there's just and look he for looks that. like Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> is Jared Leto in the in the Sony pictures of Marvel Universe? What do they call it? The SSI SSU now, Sony Spider Man Universe. I didn't know that they call it that. That's that's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> well, originally I think the internet had it as like SPUMC, but it sounded too much like Spunk, and so it's like Spunk. Spunk. Yeah, it sounds like you're being dirty. So I think that's... SSU would probably be an easier title. That works a little better for sure. Yeah. Well, Spider-Man TV show, good piece. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to move on to my next piece, uh, which there are going to be a lot of superheroes in my puzzle pieces here because, I mean, this movie, this movie is very much like not even trying to be anything more than another superhero movie to add to the list. So I'm going to go the most obvious one, which would be Venom. Uh, also the same alternate Sony, what did you say, SSU? <laughs> That, I'm gonna that have to go with thing. SSU, yeah. Yeah, let, let's go with that. But just just the idea of of pulling in these these villains from the comic books and turning them into basically heroes and uh kind of going for that Doritos Extreme Crunch <laughs> brand of, of superhero <laughs> badass action, you know? And uh I I wasn't a super big fan of the Venom movies, especially the second one. I think it was really bad. The first one was was pretty fun. I mean, Tom Hardy is great, but both both have great performances in a, just like a weird, messy movie. I think, but they work in their own kind of way, going for that kind of action and that kind of extreme attitude. So I, I know there's certainly an audience for that. I think it kind of blends into like a pro wrestling kind of an audience, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. If you're into Mountain Dew and watch, although I don't know if this would be more NXT or like Raw. I think in this case, it'd probably be Raw. Like, yeah, the one yeah. thing that this movie doesn't have over Venom is Tom Hardy. And Hardy yes. is such a ballistic take no prisoners like i'm gonna do whatever choice feels fun to be like there's nothing yeah. in morbius that is as kick-ass as the lobster tank scene in venom in oh for pure, sure, in pure yeah. terms of absurdity i haven't seen the second one yet i need to because that sounds mm. amazing the yeah. whole like love fest with eddie and the symbiote i'm down anyway uh, <laughs> venom was again one of those movies where i was like okay this is going to be stupid. It's probably going to be really bad, but it's going to be so bad. It's funny. And I ended right. up finding so much more charm in it. And I wasn't, it, it wasn't like to bring it back, like the Spider-Man from the nineties where mm. like Venom was like a formidable, like really bulky Eddie Brock force looks like a, like a big heavyweight dude. It's more yeah. of like this guy who looks like he's kind of being slowly sucked alive by this thing. And I'm like, okay, that's a really, sure cool notion Leto's got some charm too but it's a different kind it feels like exactly what it is a loser trying to be a superhero one of the mm. good things i like about leto is that he's playing this so insecure and trying to like puff himself up like even to where he's like talking shit to the fbi guys and even the way he talks shit like it's such a like a Pilates joke in 2022. Okay. <laughs> but that sounds like somebody who's, you know, been stuck in a room for like a good portion of his childhood would like sure. throw out. It's like a, 
a handsomer Sheldon Cooper in a weird mm. sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, I that that's an interesting pull there. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a <laughs> it's a weird character to do. But if you're gonna play Morbius like that, you gotta get Leto, who's built his entire brand off of puffing his ego when really his performances don't really have that much to show for it. Sure, At least in the sure. later half of his career, we're talking like Suicide Squad, less Requiem for a Dream. Right, absolutely. Well, let, let's move on to some more pieces. What do you got for your next one? Uh, I think my obvious one is Blade. Just because mm. we're dealing with vampires, the MCU, Blade fights Morbius in the films. Uh, I was just... I, I think they're aiming for more of like the goth tinted horror edge of Blade, but yeah. Blade just for one, it's rated R. So, mm -hmm. and it's so strange how tame Morbius is. Like people yeah. get slashed, but you like barely see any blood at all. Like, of course, the yeah. the fake blood is like luminescent. It's like the Baja blast of blood, <laughs> yeah. but. In Blade, I mean, watching those opening sequences back to back, I mean, Morbius is just shot in such a, like, physically dark, like, difficult to see. Sure. And it's cool if you want to do a monster reveal, but God, the reveal of Blade and having him, like, fight in this goth club with all the blood and the gun and the special effects, like, it's just a different type of filmmaking style where you can see the guy being dragged by the wire as he's shot with a shotgun mixed in with some cgi effects whereas yeah. here the cgi effects so consume more often yeah. than not that you kind of lose all personality but yeah. it, it well, you were just talking about how you were just talking about how how uh, jared leto is like posturing the whole time blade is effortlessly cool like just nonstop cool beginning to end. And I haven't seen those movies in forever, like since they first came out, but, but yeah, definitely that kind of a vibe is I think what they're going for, but missing the R rating is a major, major problem for this particular style of movie. And then, yeah, Jared Leto. I mean, I, I think he's good when he's good, but it's, it's not, he's not cool. You know, he just doesn't portray cool. Exactly. They're trying to lean in towards Blades and Wesley Snipes' coolness, but that's not the character of Morbius. Morbius is more adjacent to somebody like Mr. Freeze, for right. example. Like, it needs to be more, I think, tragic. It needs to mm -hmm. be something that's not like, we're going to celebrate his cool powers in a montage to see what he can do. But instead, yeah. like him stumbling upon this type of stuff, like it needs to be like a Morbius movie honestly needs to be set in like maybe like 18th century as he's like <laughs> walking around an apothecary trying to fix, you know, his disease and then goes into a Victorian style street and accidentally kills somebody because he just feels the bloodlust. Sure, like there needs sure. to be more of that yearning, that difficulty, that like struggle to yeah. not be a vampire, but in this one, it's treated with superhero rules, which yeah. is your own cup of tea, but you can't really have those two flavors to make it make sense. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense there. And I, I'm just going to jump right on top of your Blade puzzle piece and go with the Underworld film series for my next oh, fuck piece. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that, that whole thing, I mean, blending all the dark fantasy and vampires, werewolves, you know, everything else that goes along with it. And uh, Morbius operates somewhere in between all of those kinds of classic monster archetypes and uh, kind of picks and chooses what it wants 
to use, like various powers, various uh, weaknesses, and uh, again, going for that whole badassness, the uh, the extremeness, all that kind of stuff is, I think, kind of the main push for this kind of a movie. And whether it's successful, not exactly the point. That's what they're going for, I think. Yeah, the push for the underworld movies to kind of just be... I, I think the one thing that I have about the underworld series where this movie doesn't doesn't nail it is just the sincerity. Like yeah, I feel yeah. underworld is written by somebody who wanted to see a movie like underworld with like yeah. werewolves and vampires. Like every person that wrote a vampire werewolf slash fic or whatever online wanted yeah, to make yeah. a movie like underworld. Whereas Morbius just feels like this Frankenstein monster constructed of all these elements. Yes. But there is one there's uh there's a scene in one of the newer underworlds. It's with the one with Theo James in it from Divergent and the upcoming Time Traveler's Wife remake. Mm. Yeah, by the way, that's a fucking thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there's like he got shot, and there's like a zoom in X ray of the bullet, and the bullet has a little motor that's slowly headed towards his heart. Oh, and that's nice. the kind of like sci fi ridiculousness I really needed from a Morbius. Like, I want Morbius to like be playing around with like like titanium stakes that are boomeranged or like nunchucks that have yeah. like holy water on them. Like something like that. Would well, we get those, ass. those two or maybe three super slow down action sequences that like, they last all of five seconds a piece, but <laughs> there we're, we're kind of like dipping into that territory, but th that's it yeah. for the whole runtime, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you got for your next piece? I thought about this as you were talking. There's the, the Dracula Untold from 2014. Sure. They've tried doing the vampire superhero thing, and they did it better with Luke uh, Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they did it with him, and that had more of the elements of the horror. I don't even think that one was rated R, but it did get a little bit more violent. It had more of the blood. It had him struggling with the vampirism. And it also had the superhero tie-ins of like the post-credit scene where Charles Dance and him are in modern times, and now mm -hmm. he gets to join, I guess, Aaron Eckhart's Frankenstein in the Universal Kick-Ass 2003 set Monster Universe. Sure. And all of that stuff, I thought, had more of just a a better handle on what this type of movie needed to be, mm. and. Uh, I don't know. Dracula Untold is just a so much more fun movie. I never did see it. It, it looked totally ridiculous, and uh, I do appreciate a good over-the-top movie, so I should probably check it out. Yeah, there's definitely a portion when uh, they're doing the montage of him figuring out his powers, especially the flying thing, and mm -hmm. Luke Evans sells it like a guy from the, like the 14th century who has absolutely no idea that any of this is in the realm of possibility. Like, his right. face is stunned. There's a whole sequence where he's trying to avoid the sun, and it plays kind of like a Metal Gear Solid game. It's kick-ass. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a fun little... Again, those superhero flashes in an otherwise horror film, because it is, you know, dealing with some heavier shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll go to my next piece, and... 
honestly, with all the production hell that Morbius went through, I'm not even sure it might have already been shooting before this movie came out. But at the very <laughs> beginning of the pandemic, right before it hit, we had a Vin Diesel superhero movie called Bloodshot, which was just a mess. But, uh. Uh, <laughs> but basically... A superhero that's born from science experiments and then apparently can just do anything. And that's kind of where I'm going with with this piece. Uh, Morbius, yeah, living vampire. Does that mean you should be able to, let's just go down the list, fly, have bat sonar, be able to be completely invincible, be able to just throw people through everything. Like, it's just anything he needs to do at any given moment. Yeah, he has that power, too. And he's the, that, he's that's, the MacGyver of vampires, man. That's him, man. That's him. And yeah, and that, that's kind of what I took away from Bloodshot back when I saw it. Uh, one of the last movies before the shutdown. Bloodshot is has a very, very warm place in my heart. It is the very <laughs> first screening I attended as press. It is nice. the last movie I saw before the pandemic, like all the way until Halloween Kills. Wow. And where I feel like I was going to include this as this is one of my puzzle pieces, too is mm-hmm. because they're both vanity projects disguised as superhero movies. Sure. Like, sure. this is this is Vin Diesel trying to tell you that he's the coolest motherfucker in the room. He's yep. the guy that can get blown up into a billion bits on an almost molecular level and restructure himself. And I'm pretty sure both movies have a sequence where the hero and the villain are falling from the sky and it's shot with PS2 graphics to the point that where I thought... If I press the triangle button at the right time, I would hit the quick time moment and yeah, punch the yeah. dude in the face. Like all of that to me is basically what Morbius is. Because sure. it's Jared Leto as executive producer. And I'm watching interviews with him, and the first words out of his mouth are like, I love elevated horror. And I was like, Shut the fuck up, you pretentious <laughs> asshole. I, 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 me, me, me. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I worked on this. Like, the best of Marvel and DC are the best of any movie. I put everything into this, as I do with every one of my movies. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) Jesus, get over yourself. Like, at least when Vin Diesel does it, he does it in Triple X, Return of Xander Cage, with this insane, like, like the camera pans up over a bed where his harem of women that are 30 years younger than him are like scrolled up and you see Vin Diesel's bloated body sitting in bed and he's like I'm the baddest motherfucker there is and I'm like I can't argue with that with Jared Leto it's just like you're a weirdo who happens to hire people to be in your projects Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) I don't know if you've read any of those interviews Daniel Espinosa the uh, director has been doing but it sounds yeah. like it was a process getting through this. I, I feel know. bad. Like, yeah. I'm I'm glad that we recorded this after the Uproxx thing that Mike Ryan uh, interviewed Espinosa yeah. 4 came out. Because just ugh, Leto faking disability after the scenes of... Like, look, there's method and then there's just being a dick. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. like... Uh, it's almost like describing pornography you can't really explain when someone's fully gone method to being a dick but you know it when you see it you know a pretentious douchebag when you see one and leto is and as good as leto can be and i i I like him in some parts of this movie just all that extra baggage on top of it feels like it just isn't worth it for morbius 
Yeah. Morbius. <laughs> For an SSU movie or whatever we're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. What do you got for your next piece? Uh, my next piece is going to be like a smattering of stuff because I just saw it all together. Mm. Uh, any Spider-Man movie, wherever he like swings through the city, which is like that, that swinging montage through the city very much felt uh, like when Morbius gets his powers and is like going around traveling, so yeah. to speak. Uh, there's the... The opening credits are actually kind of kick-ass. This, like, bisexual color scheme that's got these weird, like... It almost looks like that one movie, The Loft, from, like, a February long ago, where mm, yeah. these, like, uh, sort of clinically clean uh, titles, and it's like, this this supposed to be a superhero movie? But then there's, like, this weird... I thought of A Cure for Wellness, actually. Yes! Yeah, yes! That, that's Okay, that's, that's a... That's a a sister project, I think, to Morbius. But, sure. um, no, watching uh, that scene open, and it had this, like, fake Danny Elfman score going on, I was like, okay, yeah. there's a little bit of Spider-Man in here. And then the montage when he's trying to figure out his powers while he's recording himself on the recorder, it's Iron Man. It, yeah. It's just that scene from Iron Man. And then the bulk of the conflict of the movie is just Incredible Hulk from 2008. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a scientist trying to fix his own disease. He has this other scientist as a romantic interest who's, you know, they're helping him out. There's a guy who becomes a darker alternate version, angrier version of himself that, you know, yeah. is totally willing to skirt the moral qualms that the character has. And yeah. they have this giant third act climax where they're beating the shit out of each other and collateral damage ensues. Like, yeah. and I know there's a decent chunk of the Marvel movies, like even Iron Man or like Black Panther has, or Ant Man has the whole like hero and then alternately colored villain. Sure. But sure. Uh, yeah, I feel like Incredible Hulk is the one that, at least aesthetically as well, fits Morbius the most. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're hodgepodge, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I had a bunch of these as little mini pieces as well. I mean, I, I can't remember because I, Pretty much every superhero movie I watch once on opening weekend and then never again. <laughs> so I don't really remember little plot details. But I mean, I'm sure it was either Iron Man 1 or 2 where the villain is just made of the same thing that made Iron Man Iron Man, you know? And like, yeah. and Black Panther, they're best friends that eventually go on to be, you know, uh, enemies. And it, it's a lot of these same beats that I think uh, a lot of these superhero movies take. And so... Yeah, I think all of those work. And of course, going back to Spider-Man movies for a lot of the styling. I mean, I think the number one thing a lot of people who have liked Morbius or or at least didn't hate it like us, um, you know, are saying is that it's kind of a throwback to early 2000s superhero movies. And I mean, the best of the bunch are those Spider-Mans. Yeah. And but it's weird. You watch something because I, I while preparing for this, I watched Ben Affleck's Daredevil, which Espinosa has cited yeah. as uh, the inspiration for, you know, when his bat sonar goes and you see these sort of like puffy audio waves turn into spectral forms yeah. on a screen. Like there is so much more just. There's no good way to say it, but style oozing out of Affleck's batman there's no type of insert shot 
like he goes back to his apartment and he spins three pad lock he spins three uh combination locks and just stops them on the right number every time mm. there's so much catholic imagery that's in that daredevil movie there's like close-ups of him just like bleeding and like he's like taking a shower in epsom salt like a bath in epsom salt because he's wounded after all the fighting and yeah. there's so much more tragedy an actual like pain in that kind of stuff than anything in Morbius. I watched Ambulance yesterday and coming out of it, comparing Morbius to this, Morbius feels like everything and nothing at the same time. Because it resembles so many other movies, but at the same time, because you resemble so many other movies, you don't resemble what a Morbius movie would be. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no, there's no point to any of it. It's just like, wouldn't this be cool? You brought up PlayStation Two graphics earlier. That, that's what I was reminded of with the bat sonar. I was like, this is a video game, basically. It's a video game mechanic and very basic. But uh, oh, 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 we forgot Aquaman. Okay, the yeah. Whole, uh, yeah, because Aquaman can talk to fish, and that moment when he's like, "I'm gonna summon my brothers in the bat army." That was like the one moment where I thought, okay, if he actually like goes into the whole i am a bat but bigger mm. psychology i'd I kind of be down with it just because i want to see jared little be weird and like be method as a bat we need to try that. to fly yeah yes yeah <laughs> but uh yeah aquaman that's a mini puzzle piece too throw it in <laughs> there talk to bats for sure uh i will bring in a couple more mini puzzle pieces while we're at it uh th these will be my last two um but they're they're both small little details. Uh, the usual suspects for the scene where uh, Milo shows up uh, to visit Morbius in jail, uh, and he's uh, disabled, of course, through the whole movie. But then uh, the reveal that he's not anymore, and he's been taking this uh, bat stuff to turn him into yeah. a, a, a vampire, is he left his crutch behind, and so he's been faking the disability through that whole scene. Uh, so that reminded me of the usual suspects. And then also with Milo, which, by the way, Matt Smith, best part about this movie, having just so much fun with this, reminded me a lot of Ewan McGregor's performance as Black Mask in Birds of Prey. Okay. Uh, super over the top, super ridiculous, just having a ball. More of that energy is what this movie needed. Absolutely. Uh, to piggyback off that, uh, Matt Smith's, dance sequence being like toby kebbell's dance to psycho killer and bloodshot like yeah, there's sure. just just a, just a random moment where the villain starts dancing or hell like the weird ex machina dances that show up for no real good reason other than fuck it it's happening now and yeah it's why not and you either did with it uh like tertiary puzzle piece uh, mm. Matt Smith is doing the new version of Christopher Walken in the fat boy slim music video weapon of uh, choice there we where go. he's dancing through the fucking library and shit. Matt Smith is having so much fun in this. And yeah. considering the last like big budget thing I really saw him in was Genesis. I haven't seen Soho yet. God, I okay. need to. But uh, in Terminator Genesis, he just looks so tired and <laughs> sad really to be there. And yeah. in this one, he's like, I get to like open my mouth and scream and dance. And I don't know why I'm so rich, but whatever, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> i a, love that this is a character. movie i love that this is a movie where they tell you the kid's actual name he's lucian 
That's the name of the character, but Mar but Morbius bullies him into being Milo. And then the rest of the movie, including the fake adoptive father who's supposed to care for these people as people, calls him Milo. Like, what is happening? <laughs> that is really weird. It's insane, actually. Like, the movie bullies this guy into having another name. <laughs> by, by the way, also, while we're, while we're at it, talking about that, the whole name change and everything, the doctor that, that was taking care of them, uh, it's supposed to be like 25 years later and looks exactly the same uh jared harris's character that's why, why 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 waste pennies like don't don't do this to jared harris we don't need man. we don't need we, to we, don't, we don't need jared we don't need to like put Jer more makeup on jared harris like let yeah. this man just like slide through this movie unfazed he already has to deal with leto for two months of shooting or whatever so why, why put him through all the makeup you know so, do you have any other pieces you wanted to bring up? Not really. Yeah, it's, I, I it's just it's just it. one of those. The one thing I do <laughs> want to mention is like I don't know whose big brained idea it was to have Tyrese as like part of a buddy cop idea, but yes. have him be like the straight laced one. Yeah, like I don't well, know who okay. thought that was a good idea. I have a question for you. Okay, I was watching this movie, and there's the chase sequence where Tyrese is chasing Morbius. And he flat, maybe I just completely misunderstood something. <laughs> he stopped Morbius's powers with his mind. And, wait, and then, wait, wait, what? Doesn't he? Like, what, what happened wait, there? Hang, hang, hang on. Go, go what back. Happened? I thought, I thought <laughs> we were going to talk about another version of that scene okay. where, like, Morbius is supposed to be able to, like, fly now, right? Or he's supposed right. to be able to, like, go from, like, one story to, like, four stories with a swoop. And I get it yeah. because he's has superpowers. Did Tyrese just ride the bullet elevator to the roof yeah that too that's too. that's like, what i was concerned about but what were you saying I, about I, mind powers he, well he's about to fly off morbius is about to fly off the top of that building and he's just somehow stopped and i was like oh shit tyrese has some kind of powers How, why did he oh, stop yeah like it because made no sense there's no reference to it whatsoever he doesn't have to but they put him they put him in handcuffs and they take him to jail yeah, like how did they stop him? They don't actually like they just, just it's just a given. Like did like he just oh, give he himself up willingly, I guess. Exactly. Like, so that scene left me wondering like does does Tyrese have special powers? And I'm and then of course it never comes up again for the whole movie. I was very confused by that. I, I genuinely I genuinely thought that just like I he's like, "Oh, I'm not going to run from the cops anymore. This has probably gone too far." <laughs> That's so, so weird. At the thing. same time, I, I'm a vampire. A, eh, I'm not gonna run anymore. Yeah, yeah like I'm a vampire. <laughs> I can get out of here if I really, really wanted to. So weird. God, I don't know. I, I'm sure some person who knows the character will will tell me that I'm completely wrong and like, oh, you just don't understand. Morbius just wanted to be caught or something. I don't know. But yeah, the Tyrese character seems like it was underwritten. Look, one of the worst things to be in this world is like a Morbius stand in the same vein of a Zack Snyder stand. Oh no. Like look, don't don't do that to yourself, please. <laughs> just don't. have some self-respect. Don't do it. Uh yeah. I, I, I think we I think we covered Morbius pretty well. I, I think we got to all the points. Yeah. Is there another uh, movie you watched recently you want to bring up and uh, recommend to our listeners? Dude. Dude. I almost I almost hijacked this review today because I saw Ambulance yesterday. Yeah. And Ambulance is so much fun. I'm going this weekend. I can't Dude, wait. it is 
I swear to you, it's the fastest two hours and 20 minutes. It, it legitimately, two hours and 20 minutes, it's fast as hell. And Bay is firing on every cylinder. There's Ooh. drone shots. There's practical explosions. Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya understood the assignment. They know it's a Michael Bay movie. They know it lives in some sort of absurdity. But God, they're going for Oscars. <laughs> uh Oh, we didn't mention. I did mention Adria Arjona in this movie. I feel bad because I legitimately, legitimately was calling her Aza Gonzalez for most of it because mm. I did not know it was not Aza Gonzalez. Aza Gonzalez in Ambulance, the best role she's ever had. Wow! And I know okay. that's not saying the most, but she's so good in it. And yeah. Really, like it's a great character for. Her. Like I'm super happy. There's. You know, the Michael Bay has, like, the cast of thousands, right? Like, he'll throw random dudes and give everybody a bit part. Everybody's yeah. part is great. Mm -hmm. uh, the action, completely nonstop. I love these, like, little insert shots that don't really make sense. They're just kind of, like, periods at the end of a sentence. But they're, like, murals on L.A. Yeah. And there's... I missed big blockbusters that just had random splashes of color for no good reason. Like there's a yeah. sequence where a guy is being chased and he falls on top of like a carton of green peppers. And God, if those green peppers, even on the ground, didn't look amazingly delicious. delicious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ambulance is like, it's so good. And nobody is prepared for how kick ass this film is going to be. I don't I don't usually read tweets on the podcast, but I just saw this tweet like right before we started recording uh, from at Nick Newman. Uh, I'm so old. I saw Michael Bay go from consensus <laughs> pick for death of cinema to I'm rooting for this new movie because we rarely have studio films by real filmmakers. And that is so true. Like, that's exactly how I feel, man. I'm man, so excited. The auteur theory guys need to go to bat for Bay because it really is like peering into his brain. And yeah. I didn't know this. So Morbius is a $90 million movie, right? Yeah. Ambulance was apparently made for 40. Right. And when right. you watch it, I don't know how. Like, yeah. I don't know how you could have gotten away with this, especially in COVID for 40 mil. But yeah. it looks great. Yaya is going for it. He's a fantastic uh, star. Him and Gyllenhaal have an amazing chemistry. There's a bunch of, like, little... Uh, bay nods that are in it that is just so much fun and god in a movie I, I can't believe that i live in a world where like morbius came out one week and two weeks later we get something as kick-ass and so fresh and so much fun as ambulance oh. so yeah don't watch morbius watch ambulance yes <laughs> good, good and i'll good and i'll review that on. later down the line when i'm not completely incoherent and just foaming at the mouth with love for this thing Oh, wonderful. Well, uh, Daniel, tell people where they can find you and your podcast. All right. My podcast is The Movies. It is a podcast for people that like listening to people talk about movies while you're driving to work or doing dishes. It's mm -hmm. one of those just hang out. You know, it, I really enjoy having these like couch side conversations. I like talking to people. So if you're into just having conversations with a friend about movies it's a pretty self-explanatory podcast you can find it on most of your podcast distributors as just the movies and you can follow me on twitter at the movies underscore pod awesome if you ever need a guest uh i'm, I'm here will do yeah man it's gonna be a fun time i'm so happy to finally get you back on the show we uh we last talked about baby teeth and now we talked about vampire teeth so that was oh cool. yeah <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Hello, listeners of The Verse. If you're hearing this, we're already dead. What are you talking about, Norm? Wait, Emilia. We're not telling them we're dead? No! Aww. Don't worry, Norm. With you at the helm, I'm sure the news of Atomize is right around the corner. Why are we here? We are breaking into your social media feed to tell you all about our podcast, The Verse. Lucas, tell them about it. The Verse covers pop culture, movies, TV, and your favorite cinematic universes. That's where we got our name from. Cinematic Universe? Verse? Get it? We're the Verse. Yes, yes, Bridget. They understand. Now, can we get this moving along? I have a daffodilizer to assemble. On the Verse, four human hosts and one annoying robot sidekick... I heard that. ...bring a fresh approach and insights to the entertainment you love most. Four hosts with four unique perspectives. Oh yeah, and then there's Cronsworth. Thank you so much for that rousing introduction. On The Verse, we also discuss the movies and the shows of Marvel, Star Wars, DC, and more. We cover so much, it's shocking that these humans can even keep up. We think The Verse is something you need to add to your podcast library. Oh yeah, and one more important thing. We've been to the future. And we have a message for you. We do get better. Yeah, we recommend you listen from the first episode. They're really great and get even better. So much better. In the earlier episodes, they haven't even had the pleasure of meeting me yet. And somehow, against all odds, they still remain quite entertaining. (sighs) Shut Shut up, Cronsworth! If I were them, I'd watch my tone. I'm just about done assembling my death laser. Find us on Twitter at TheVerseCast, and also all your favorite podcast locations. Just search for The Verse and look for the big glowing V logo. Welcome Welcome to to The the Verse. Verse! All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Daniel Berrios from the Movies Podcast about Morbius. And for everybody out there listening, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to listen to Piecing It Together. Uh, A lot of new listeners lately, and I really appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribed wherever it is you listen to podcasts, and if it happens to be one of those apps with a five-star button, we would really appreciate it if you hit that button. Maybe left a little review. That would be awesome, too. You could also follow us on social media. On Twitter, I'm active all day, every day, way too much, at PiecingPod. And I'm also slowly but surely working on the Instagram a little bit. You can also find our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And don't forget about our Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to get in touch, if you have some puzzle pieces you think we might have missed out on or something like that, I actually had a few others on my list. Me and Daniel were talking about it after the show. Uh, I was going to bring up Twilight because the uh, vampire who doesn't want their their friend to become a vampire too. Uh, we, had, we had a few other pieces as well. Uh, I know he was thinking about bringing up uh, the crow, of course, and also the machinist. So, uh, yeah, you know, if you ever have other puzzle pieces you think that should have been brought to the conversation get in touch on social media like i said at piecing pod or in our facebook group or also you get to just email me by david rosen at gmail.com also always looking for new guests so get in touch about that as well 
So let's close this thing out with a piece of music like I always do. And I should play something dark and uh, vampire-y. Yeah, vampire-y, that's a word. Uh, I'm going to play a track from one of my free albums that's exclusively available on my Bandcamp. Uh, the album is called Like Ashes, and the song is called Scarecrow. I think I played it on the show a long time ago. It's been a while, so uh, yeah, let's go Scarecrow. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.